Boker Tov, good morning on this uh, beautiful, sunny South Florida day filled with gratitude, uh, tremendous gratitude. We thank our sponsor for the series for the year, Chani and Len Grunstein, in memory of Chani's father, Mr. Aaron Tambor, Aaron Ben Yitzchak. We are studying Mesilas Yisharim, 10 minutes of meaning, 10 minutes of inspiration. And this morning we are finishing up Perak Zion of Mesilas Yisharim, the seventh chapter. Ramchal has been developing the notion about Zrizus, how do we acquire alacrity, zeal, enthusiasm? How do we wake up with a burst of energy and an eagerness to greet the day, not allow the day to take us over, but to wake up with goals, with aspiration, with inspiration? So the Ramchal concludes the seventh chapter the following, A person, if doesn't have inspiration, what happens? Elul comes, you hear the sound of the shofar, and you want to be driven. You want to have aspiration and goals, but you don't feel like it. You're complacent and lethargic. You're lazy. And you don't, just don't feel like it. You're not interested. Says the Ramchal, the answer is, you have to wake yourself up. You have to just start doing. You have to start acting. And the result of doing, the result of action, the result of work, is inspiration and motivation. As we've been developing the last several weeks, Ramchal describes, we get it backwards. We usually think, I have to wait for the internal inspiration. Inspiration yields motivation. Motivation leads to action. But that formula is actually backwards. That's not the way it works in life. In fact, so many of us and so much of the world has unfinished projects, cluttered messes, gym memberships that are never used, books we began to write but never finished or completed. We have all kinds of goals because we're sitting back and waiting. We're waiting for the inspiration to translate to motivation, to lead us to action, so the action never takes place. But the Ramchal says it's exactly the opposite. If you start acting, if you start doing, even if you feel like an imposter, even if you are imitating others, start being that husband or wife, that mother or father. Start being that professional and acting as if you have that career. Start being that Eved Hashem and come to shul as if you're that person who comes to shul or learning as if you're the person who learns. Start doing and then the motivation will come and then the inspiration will follow. It's exactly the reverse formula of what we mistakenly think. And if we look empirically, the people who have the wrong formula, they hit a wall, they reach a dead end, they don't get anything done. And the people who just do, who act, then the motivation, then the inspiration follows. The Pasuk, the Navi says, follow Hashem like a roaring lion. First we start following Hashem, and then we feel like a roaring lion, then it comes. One of my favorite quotes comes from Pablo Picasso. Picasso was a great artist. So one can assume that Picasso sat back and when he was struck by inspiration, then he was motivated to sculpt or to pick up the paintbrush and to be able to produce his incredible artwork. But listen to this quote by Pablo Picasso. He said, quote, inspiration exists, but it has to find you working. Inspiration exists, but it has to find you working. You're not struck by inspiration when you're sleeping on the couch. You're not st struck by inspiration when you're not motivated or driven, when you're mailing it in at work or in life. 
You're not struck by inspiration to be the best version of yourself when you're not working hard towards it. Inspiration exists. It's a real thing. It inspires, it motivates, and it creates incredible breakthrough. Inspiration exists, but it has to find us working. And long before Picasso, that's what the Ramchal, that's what Moshe Chaim Lutzata was saying. Inspiration in life exists. Whatever it is we want to be inspired towards, it's this month of Elul. And we set all kinds of goals for ourselves to be a better version, to have a better year, to meet the goals that we dream of or we claim we want to want. So how do we achieve them? The inspiration has to find us working. As we said last week, you have to say, I'm a jogger, I'm a learner, I'm a davener, I'm a patient father or mother or husband or wife. You have to see yourself as that thing and then you'll follow, your actions will follow, says Ramchal, then the inspiration follows. Let's begin the next parak, Paraches, chapter 8. Where the Ramchal now takes us from defining this character trait, the midah, of enthusiasm, alacrity, energy, and tells us how do you acquire it? How do we actually live it? We have two sides of the same coin, what we call Zahiros and Zrizus. Zahiros is living a life of mindfulness, of consciousness, conscientiousness. Zahiros is not just plowing through life, running over people and things in our way, making mistakes, having poor judgment. Zahiros is being very careful, mindful, having a self-awareness, having introspection, self-reflection. Zahiros is cautiously going through life and planning it out. What do I want to achieve today, tomorrow, this week, this month, this quarter? Having a vision, who do I want to be, how do I get there? What are my goals and how do I track them? That's Zahiros. That was the first quality that we spoke about and we talked about what the obstacles are to achieving it and how we can pursue it. Zrizus is the other side of that coin. Some people have analysis paralysis. We all know those people. They're so caught up in their mindfulness and their introspection that they get nowhere in life. They're constantly stuck thinking about something Sometimes you have to say, okay, you're overthinking it. You're overanalyzing it. Just go do it. Go make it happen. Go make it real. Somebody was talking to me the other day about, I think, a very beautiful idea. I never heard of it. Um, I forgot the name of it. That's how much I never heard of it. But it's like a visibility board, an inspiration board, where you put pictures over your work area, and you see the things that will motivate you, and you update it monthly, quarterly, however often you update it. And uh, when you take a look at those things, for some they're driven by material possessions. So you push yourself because you see the watch or the car or the article of clothing or the luxury vacation that you'll spoil yourself with if you can meet certain goals. Others are driven by other things. So you, you put an inspiration of the time you're going to take off or you put the inspiration about the spiritual experiences that you could have or you're driven or motivated by being able to buy other people things or the stucca that you can give if only you'd achieve certain goals. A vision board, I think it's called. A vis- Anyone here have a vision board? It's apparently a good thing. So this person is a great inspiration to me. They were talking about their vision board, but at some point deep into the conversation I said, it sounds like you're stuck at work focusing on the vision board. Maybe just look down and do the work. You could be so focused on the vision board, it could become at the expense of doing what you have to do. I know another person who's always attending the next workshop, the next self-help guru, the next speech, the next book. So when do you have time to work with all these workshops about being driven and motivated to work? When do you actually do the work? So a person is too committed to Zahiras. Overemphasis on Zahiras, you're so cautious and mindful and careful as you go through life, you'll never get anything done. 
So the balance on the other side, the other side of that coin is the zrizas, alacrity, energy, enthusiasm, and our challenge, our mission, is to find the balance between the two. If all you have is zrizas, if you wake up in the morning and you recklessly pursue whatever goals you have, you could sabotage your own success if you don't have a mindfulness and a consciousness. On the other hand, an overemphasis on mindfulness and consciousness, and the end of the day comes and you're still thinking about what to do. You haven't even started working and the day, and the day is over. It's all about finding that balance between. Says the Ramchal, when a person understands the value of what we're trying to achieve, then you can't help but be driven to want to do it. See, sometimes we dismiss, what is my life worth anyway? What difference do I make? So what if I do that thing or show up in that place or volunteer in that capacity or give that gift or earn that ink? What difference does it make? So we lack drive because we underestimate, and we undersell and we underachieve what we mean to this world and what role we play on Hashem's planet. But if first one understood the inestimable value of everything we do, how a good deed, a good thought, certainly good action, that it, it influences the cosmos, it changes the entire world. Hashem is waiting for that next mitzvah. And if we view all that we do in the realm of mitzvahs, so when we go to work that's not divorced from our religious life, when we go to work and we conduct ourselves as a kiddush Hashem with honesty and with integrity and earning an income to provide for our family and to have the capacity to support institutions that matter, that too is part of a righteous life, every part of our life. We go to the gym when we're working out, we're doing it appropriately in an appropriate setting with appropriate background, but we're taking care of our health so we could better serve Hashem, be His agent, be His ambassador, be His messenger. That too is part of a religious life. So if we understood that every one of these actions, if I'm shopping in the supermarket, it's to make dinner for my family or to provide an amazing Shabbos with the guests I plan on hosting. If I'm at work, I'm making a Kiddush Hashem in everything I do. I'm earning an income to provide. I'm earning an income to make a difference in the world around me. If everything I do is positioning me to better fulfill the will of God and fulfill my mission here, it transforms and gives a different level of value and consciousness to everything I do. Who could be lazy or lethargic? Who could minimize the value of it if we understood it and saw it in that context? We couldn't help but be driven to go pursue, and to go make that difference, and to go make it happen. We'll pick up with this next week. But you know what really motivates and drives us? It's an incredible insight by the Ramchal. If we would look and see the good that Hashem does for us, the graciousness, the goodness, how magnanimous He is to us, we're so undeserving, we're so unentitled, and yet, look at the blessing in our lives. What a responsibility we have to pay the person back. I was at an event last week, and a few doctors and I, I'm not a doctor, in case you didn't know, we were trading uh, stories about incidents of, of finding a person who collapsed. And one doctor talked about, he was in Israel pulling out of a rental car place and there was a person lying on the ground in the parking lot. And he ran over and he did CPR. The person came back, three times he did CPR, three times the person came back, until the ambulance came and took over. And I said, what happened? He actually had a video, his wife took a video of him doing the CPR, saved this person's life. I said, what happened? He said, I don't know, the ambulance came and I left. My family were on vacation, had to get out of there. So you don't know what happened with that person? Somewhere on this planet is someone whose life you saved literally three times, who was already at a foot in the next world and you saved his life three times. Could you imagine if that individual could find you, what they would do to try to repay you, how they would live their whole life thanking you and being grateful to you, that you didn't keep driving, that you stopped, pulled over and saved his life? 
So we are that same way. Hashem saves our life each time we wake up in the morning. He's doing CPR. Every time our heart beats in our chest with every breath of our, of our lungs, He's reviving us. He's doing CPR on us. And if that's the gratitude we would show to a person who saved us, isn't that the gratitude we should live with each day to Hashem, who gives us our very life and everything in it? And therefore, a, a mindfulness of that graciousness from Hashem will drive us and motivate us to live the best lives we can. That person who was brought back three times is going to say, I was brought back, I'm here, it's for a reason. I have what to accomplish. It's unfair. If I'm lazy, how disrespectful to the person who saved my life because they determined I had a life yet worth living. If Hashem determines we have a life yet worth living, it's simply disrespectful to neglect it or to waste it. That in itself should be a source of driving us. We'll pick up with this next week. Amir Hashem.